The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers, the absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear on the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback Cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback. Right here, right here, right here. You want it? Yeah. Hola, brethren. We are back. Podcast number 104 um, here in the office with Clay and Ryer. Um, Ryer, we're going to get to how butthurt you are in a little bit about how you didn't get to go on the first trip that mm-hmm. me and Clay got to go on. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to I want us to talk about how much fun we had, build up your anger, so we can close with it's your anger. It's been built for a week. I <laughs> know. We're going to close with your how anger. How much more do we need? <laughs> we're, we're, I'm an angry ginger. <laughs> You don't want to stoke this fire any more than you have. Oh, well, I've, I've literally got that as my notes. Is My number three bullet point is Ryer. How was not getting to go? Question mark. <laughs> and that's how we're going to end the podcast, so we're not going to ruin it first. So um, just to set everything up, guys, we are finally back in the office for, I think I'll be here for about a week. I think Ryer will be here for about a week, and you've got a week and a couple days. Uh, I leave the second. The second. So, yeah, you've got like two days longer than Ryer and I do. Um it's about to start our hardcore run for the fall. September is always our busiest month. Actually, we have a little gap now that we don't normally have because um, EHD in South Dakota and uh, a couple of dates being moved around for some stuff. But anyway, um, I wanted to do a podcast. We just got back from Utah on a mule deer hunt uh, with Wild Country Outfitters, and three of our clients were there. But we only got to go with two of them just because of scheduling conflicts and stuff that we had here and just a, a gamut of different things that happened. But um, Clay got to go on his first Western trip, and I wanted to get him on the podcast and talk about what that means. Like, you know, kind of first off, you know, it's your first trip officially, I guess, with Copa Creative, and uh, kind of what your thoughts. It's first time out West too, right? So I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get your thoughts on. You yeah, know. when I was younger, we went to like a horse ranch in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And then we went skiing in uh, New Mexico. So I had been out west before, but not that time of year. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't really consider it like my first western hunt because we basically road hunted the whole time. Yeah. Um, and I think the heaviest my pack was was the very first day with a DSLR and a GoPro and water and food. And it was like 15 pounds. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't really call it my first Western You're not hunt. taking enough snacks. <laughs> <laughs> if your whole bag with snacks is 15 pounds, you did not take enough snacks. And they had a lot of, they had a pretty good selection of snacks there too that yeah. you could take. But we also went back every day for lunch. We got back. We went back every cooked. day. We went back every day, but one. We stayed right. at all day one day. Yeah. I think the latest we got back after the morning hunt was like 11 o'clock. Man, you did have some middle of the days. Yeah. So, um, like, I was filming Brock. Brock, Brock took a three, four-hour nap in the middle of every day. So, I wouldn't consider it a Western hunt just from knowing what other Western hunts are like. God, I love Brock. <laughs> I love him so much. He was still cranky, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah. He I'm, probably shouldn't let his wife listen to this podcast. <laughs> if I go back for elk, yeah, my views on it might change. Yeah. Um, it, t- I take oh, that back. I thought if I, I was getting to do the... You are. Airport, We're yeah. hope, I'm hoping all three of us can go. If I, yeah, it's slated, though. All three of us are supposed to be there. I've got me and you for sure. Him as a possible. Oh. I'm, I'm thinking... Make him stay home. 
<laughs> We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Well, see, my that. idea. I want him to stay here and look my at the idea Instagram was stories. I was, was going to, my idea was to take your idea and I would just go around each day with each client and just do nothing but photos. <laughs> Hey, I uh, I'm getting a, a call. Y'all, you guys talk about how mad you are. Let me get this call. I gotta get it. I want to know what snacks you took. Cliff bars. That's it. Really? Mm-hmm. That's the snacks. Mm-hmm. No little debbies. Nope. No pop tarts. Nope. Not even like some tuna packets. Nope. That's really boring. You need to step out. What was the snack selection? Chips, granola bars, candy. They made us a span. They made us a sandwich every day. But between a sandwich and two or three Cliff Bars, that was good. We only hunted till 11, so. Dude, I can roll through snacks like 10 a.m. I could be through all of my snacks for the day. Yeah, but I didn't really. Uh, like the first day, I followed around Dudley. And yeah, Dudley's like 6'3 and doesn't wait on anybody. So that felt like a Western hunt because I was 50 yards behind everybody. But <laughs> after that, we just, I mean, we probably got off the road 100 yards at the most. Well, the thing about Brock is he he can't be too far from a Diet Coke. Right. If he's too far from a Diet Coke, then you enter dangerous territory. Right. But the he thing could become dehydrated. He could become cranky. Right. The thing got to keep him hydrated with the Diet Cokes. Yeah. The thing with our hunt though is, um, it was guided. So we just drove around the truck to glassing points and yeah. glass for bucks. If we saw one, we got in position. If not, we drove to the next spot. So I mean, it really wasn't that hard of a hunt. It was almost. It's not the best analogy, but it was almost kind of like a turkey hunt where you kind of just drive around and look instead of call. And mm-hmm. if they're there, you go after them. If not, you go to the next spot. So, um, I mean, most of the time, other than the first day with Dudley, my backpack never got on my back unless we were stalking. Um, so, camera was on a tripod quite a bit, um, just sitting there unless I was filming, I was hand-holding it. But, yeah, it wasn't that strenuous. Um so, do you yeah. feel cheated out of the Western experience? Kinda, to be honest, yeah. I kind of well, like. and that's and that's. I'm sorry, I'm back. That's kind of probably my fault because I talked to Brock about it too. He's like, I feel like Clay got bored a little bit. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I can see how that would happen just well, because it was. It's one of those things to where it, it's it's a lot more looking at it than you know doing anything on a mule deer hunt just because you know you're sitting there waiting so long to do anything. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, you spend probably 80% of the time behind the glass and 20% of the time actually physically doing something. Well, that was my biggest issue was, like, Brock showed up. He had 18 power Mavens mm-hmm. and a 95 power Swarovski spot and scope. Yeah. And then our guide had a pair of 10 power binos, a pair of 15 power binos, and a 75 power spot and scope. And then I had a pair of 12 power binos that I was hand-holding on top of my video tripod so I didn't have to hand-hold them. And I didn't really know what I was looking for until like the fourth or fifth day. Yeah. And at that point, we knew exactly where the bucks were supposed to be bedding. So we looked at the beds and if they're not in those beds, we go to the next spot. So it wasn't that I was bored. It's just I didn't really know what to look for and I didn't really have the best glass to do it. See, I did so. the same thing. I didn't bring my binos and uh, it was not, it was, it was, it was uneventful for me too, unless there was something going on. Right. But um, it's one of those things to where, you know, um, it it's a tough one to which that it, it's kind of good and bad. You know, because I was filming Ritz, and it was one of the things to where we had all that time to go and do creative stuff. But at the same time, it's like okay, 
I want to go after something and make something happen. It's you know you're kind of torn. And but the thing is, I was kind of glad it worked out the way it did, just because it was so freaking hot. See, I didn't think it was that hot. Oh my god! They're I like did. they said, oh, this is unseasonably hot for us. And I got the Garmin watch, and I don't think my watch got above like 89 all day or all trip. And I'm like, I mean, this is beautiful weather. I'll take this. They're like, oh, it's supposed to be in the 60s. I'm like, well, good thing it's not because I brought a lightweight long sleeve shirt, a light jacket, and a pair of pants. That's that's all all I I brought too. So in terms of like, you know, obviously there wasn't a whole lot of physical to go along with this. But we, you know, you know, Brock's super laid back and everything. How how'd you feel like going with Dudley? He's a he's got a different gear. Well, Dudley is about six four. Yeah. Now he's taller than six four. I think he's five ten. Five six six. I'm five ten. And I now understand what you mean when you said Dudley doesn't care what you get. Because well, this was a guided hunt, and we had radios and stuff, and mm-hmm. he'd get a call from the guide, hey, we got this deer here. And we were sitting in a water hole, and literally he just stood up and started walking away. Yep. And I was like, Dudley, what are we doing? He's like, just shut up and come on. Yeah. I said, well, I need to produce this. He said, no, you don't. Yeah. I was like, well, okay. And then yeah, it's he, different. Would hike, he hiked us in the bottom of a hole, mm-hmm. and they were at the truck for three or four minutes before I got back. Yeah. I was dying. It's one of those things to where it's – uh. It's, he's, he's, every, all of our clients are so different, which is, I think that's good and, and that's bad. Is It's good because it kind of keeps us on our toes in terms of creativity, you know, making sure we're dotting our T's or crossing our T's and dotting our I's. But at the same time, it makes it really hard because nothing's kind of got that template to it. You don't get in a rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yes and no, but it also makes it to where you can't get lazy. And I, you know, when we used to do, you know, at sub seven when we did the same shows over and over again, you get in a rhythm and it, then you kind of get lazy and you get back and you're like, dang, you know, I really wish I had one or two more time lapses or I wish I had, you know, I'd flown the drone some more. You know, I'm really missing this stuff is because you kind of get complacent. And that's a good thing with, you know, all our shows are so diverse or all of our clients are so diverse in what they need. Dudley's like, he needs lots of images. He needs lots of small package YouTube type videos. And you've got Ritz that we did our first trip with who wants to make sure that we get the most cinematic, the most story, the most beautiful stuff that we possibly can, and he's willing to take the time to do it. Then you've got Kip, who's a kind of a combination of both. Um, and then you've got Chuck, who, you know, it's a toss-up. What do you get from him every day? So it's it's one of those things to where it's, it's good and it's bad, you know. Um, but I like it because it makes it to where my goal – and, I, you know, I think the goal for everybody who has multiple clients is you don't – I don't want people to watch Dudley's stuff and watch Red Arrow stuff and then watch Huntmaster stuff and then watch Chuck stuff and say, yep, I can tell that Copeland created did all those because they all look the same. I want them to, like, look at the end and be like, oh, they did that one and they did that one? Those are completely different. You know, like Blue Stem. Like, that doesn't look like anything we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Huntmaster's isn't going to look anything like Red Arrow. Red Arrow's not going to look anything like – you know, Chuck. Chuck's not going to look anything like um, Dudley, and I kind of, I kind of, you know, wear that as kind of a badge of honor because that means we are super versatile, and you know, we can kind of adapt to whatever that situation is. But in the end, improvise, adapt, overcome. But in the end, and, and you guys know this, and anybody listening knows this, it's their style changes. But the fundamentals of what we do are the same. There's no quality change. It's a yeah, style change. It's a style change. And it's one of those things to where it's uh 
if you get all the pieces, yeah, you can put them together however you want. That's what I'm getting at. It, and the pieces that you get might be a little bit different on how you get them. Like I noticed myself doing stuff with Greg. I would I would shoot clips longer than I normally would. I would let I would let things play out longer. Like my mm-hmm. 10 second timer turned into a 20 second timer. Mm-hmm. You know, you know there were certain clips where he's walking off or walking in or the trucks cranking and pulling off that I'm like, okay, I need this to play out longer than I would with Chuck. Literally, I just need the door closed and boom, we're done. Versus I need you getting in the truck, closing the door, cranking it and driving off. You know, that's a long that's a long scene, but it tells me a lot too. Mm-hmm. So I, I notice myself like, okay, I've got to slow down the tempo of what I'm shooting, but I'm still shooting the same things, but I'm viewing what I'm shooting different. And I'm the clip times and the, I think, I think the reason I slowed it down is because we had the time to slow down. Generally with all the other clients other than Ritz is you're, you're kind of running, you know, you get it while you can get it. You don't, you can't say, you can't say, stop, let's do this right because most of the time it's more about the hunt with everybody else. Whereas Ritz, it's more about, he wants a really good finished product. And then the hunt is kind of a means to an end mm-hmm. to get, to get a really good product. You, obviously you need an animal and that's important, but to stop and, and quote, quote unquote, make TV is of the utmo- utmost importance. And that I can respect as much or more than let's go out and kill a bunch of stuff, you know, because that lets me as a creator and as a creative do what I, you know, do what I enjoy doing is like, okay, how can we do, how can we make getting to the truck really look cool versus just standing there shoulder holding a camera and walk to the truck? You know, that's, there's nothing special about that. You know, I can shoot in high speed. I can get low. I can put something in my frame. I can look for the sun. I can work with the light. I can do all these things that I have time to work with versus, all right, just get it. Let's hurry up and go. We get to go to the next spot. Like, you know, so that was fun for me. Um, so, What's your thoughts now that you've seen that you've been out there um, and you've seen the terrain? Because elk is way different than oh, mule yeah. deer. Oh, yeah, elk's going to suck. Elk's going to – it is and it isn't. It's going to suck in terms of the physicality of it, but in terms of what you're going to get to see and experience, it complete, it way outweighs the oh, physical. Oh, yeah. It's such a cool um, – it's such a cool place to be able to um, – get to go and experience and um and and the elk there and the management there and and when we go back it'll be the colors will be on fire on those mountains like it'll be browns and oranges and yellows and greens and reds and it's just unbelievable and the weather yeah, is so to, much to better put it in perspective for people i was there friday through saturday we hunted every day except for the one Sunday, and mm-hmm. I gained six pounds. <laughs> Did put, you really? To put it in perspective for everybody. Did you really? Yeah. Dang. So that's how little physical yeah. activity we did. But if you what were are you doing weighing yourself like that? <laughs> I can't be doing that. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I've gained 40 pounds in a year, but that's just because I had to show up to the doctor. And <laughs> and they do told the, and you. They, and I did the weigh thing, and then... I was like, I'm pretty sure I used to be like 200 at peak, peak fitness. And I was like, that's a lot of weight. So you weigh yourself regularly? Well, I mean, I hadn't weighed myself in 11 days because I was gone, but I probably weigh myself twice a week. He's mm. single now, man. He's got to weigh himself. 
Oh. You know. Is that what I'm not doing right? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> so, um, what did you learn? What did you learn from your um, your first trip, or your first filming trip out west, I guess? For me, personally, it was hard to make it, that type of hunt, all the glassing and everything, mm-hmm. it was hard to make it fun as far as, like, what I can do in the editing room. Yeah. If there's no animals. Yeah. Um... I mean, like, m- stuff like that, animals are 800 to 1,000 yards away. Yeah. There's very few filming setups that you can get good quality stuff. And you had one of those filming yeah. setups. But yeah, we're going to talk about that. You also paid for it. Yeah. But um, it was very hard, like, probably going through my edit, you probably won't see an animal till the third day. Yeah. And I probably won't even show the second day because they were just so far away and nothing really happened. Yeah. Was that one day that you said you didn't pick up your camera? I or? didn't. The second day, I didn't turn the camera on till three o'clock. Yeah. So, I mean, because like we were glassing and we saw animals, but I just knew from what was going on, I wouldn't use it. Yeah. Because um, I would have to montage through it. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I'll need it. So I didn't turn the camera on till three o'clock. Yeah. So what would you change, you know, if you had to go back right now and do the same trip, what would you do different? In take, ter- take better binos. Well, that, and you said you would have wanted to take your Sony, right? Uh, Yeah, but that's just for pictures. Yeah. Well, um, that's what I'm asking. Like, what would you change in I terms would, of... I'd take my Sony mirrorless instead of my Canon DSLR. Other than that, I wouldn't really change anything. Really? Um, so boots were good, gear yeah. was good, all that? Yeah, I think I'll pay for the boots on elk hunt mm-hmm. if, if I was elk hunting because I took the softer boots. Yeah. I didn't take the as stiff boots, um, so I'll probably take the stiffer boots for the elk hunt. But other than that, everything was fine. Yeah, gear was fine. Pack was fine. Yeah. So there's also a lot of stuff on a Western hunt I didn't get to experience. So until I experience those things, I probably can't change anything. Yeah. Like we didn't pack out an animal. Yeah. So if I put a hind quarter and some neck meat in that backpack and it yeah. drags me back down the hill, I'll probably end up changing packs. Yeah. But you didn't get stuck on the mountain and almost get attacked by a grizzly bear. <laughs> Man, you're missing luckily, out. Yeah, luckily there's no Without food there. and water? Shoot. Yeah. yeah. That's would, a crucial part of the experience. I would say I had one of the easier first Western hunts you can have. Yeah. It was way, it was knock on wood because I don't want to jinx myself. It was easier than I thought it was going to be. I was prepared to do what we did the last day every day. The, the most physical pain I was in is the last stock we did. I, I tracked it because I wanted to throw it in Brock's face when I could complain about it. We walked 0.74 miles barefoot on a gravel road. Yeah. And that was the worst physically demanding thing that we did. Yeah, I think if it would have been with you, would have been Why with Why did you De- walk barefoot down the gravel road? On a stalk. Oh, okay. Because he was 25 yards from the road. Yeah, if you'd have been with Dudley, wow. it would have been a completely different completely different that poor trip. kid that was filming Dudley well he's also like a mountain goat so yeah but he had never filmed before yeah and he had to follow Dudley and he's smaller than I am yeah he's probably five six five seven. I didn't know he was in the Marines you know he's he was a, in the Marines? he was a mean Marine too yeah from what Dudley's saying good we need people to kill terrorists yeah. I like that about him um so I ran the red uh, on this trip first time I've ever filmed a hunt with it and uh, I know a lot of you listening probably don't have a red, but would you know maybe you want to know kind of my thoughts on running. It was uh, if I had to give it a grade, I'd give the footage an A plus plus plus. I'd give virtually everything else about it a C minus. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and the reason I say that is because you know there's there's definitely pros and cons to it. Okay. We got probably some of the prettiest stuff that I've ever shot on this trip. I think that's 
for two reasons. One is because I had the red there. Two is I had a client that really wanted to get that kind of stuff. And we had the time and someone willing to do the time, you know, do the shots and to willing to listen to everything creative we had to say and was willing to do it. You have to have both of those things. So we had both of those things. Everything else about the red was really rough. It's way heavier than the FS7. Um, ergonomics aren't as good as the FS7. When I say ergonomics, I mean hand holding it and shoulder holding it and running it without a tripod is tough. And not in terms of like hard to hold, but it's just, it's not, it's just awkward. And maybe it's because what you said at lunch, it's just, I'm not used to doing it, mm-hmm. not used to running it like that much, but um, it's heavy. And the biggest drawback to me was how long it takes to come on when you push the power button, you know, because there's certain things that like when you're driving down the road and there's a, you know, a big mule, you're standing next to the truck, but you want to be able to stick it out the window and get good footage. You can't do that unless you leave it on all the time. And it chews through batteries. So the weight of the camera and the weight of the batteries, I'd say with the amount of batteries you have to carry in the camera, it's probably three times heavier than the carry in the FS7. Comparable gear. Um, just because the batteries that you have to carry are significantly heavier and bigger. And then the camera is probably 70% heavier than the FS7, if not, you know, not, if not double. Um, it's it's just one of those things to where, but you know we've talked about it before uh, on the podcast. Is like okay, you got to do what it takes to get the shot, and you got to do what it takes to get the footage that you need for the client. And that's what I thought it was going to take. I took the one fifty to to six hundred, and I'm really glad I did. Um, you want to talk about a rig? We posted it on the Redneck Tech yesterday or today, and it is a freaking bazooka, man. Like it is a giant, really heavy, really. Not fun rig to carry around, but you get it on sticks on animals at 800 to 1,000 yards away. You know, we were filming deer at a mile. You could tell what they were. And then that's in 4K on the red that I can double that to 1080. I mean, you're looking at a 1,200-millimeter lens. And uh, for what we just did and for any rifle hunt, like you never yeah, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be needing it on your hunt with Ritz for September. Um, it's... Dude, it's, that's a killer lens. If you do anything that requires long range, man, invest in a 150 to 600. It's it's kind of a bear to run and carry around because it's so big. But, man, it's just like the red. Once you get it on sticks, get it on that front of that camera, pff, it's nice. money. It's real nice. Very nice. Very nice. But, um, you know, the battery life was tough. I think the most I carried five batteries out there. The most I did was about three and a half batteries, so, you know, virtually four. Um, and Austin Thomas was out there and he told me, he's like, cause he saw me had the red the first day and he's like, you running the red on this trip? I was like, yeah. He's like, I did that last year. It sucked. Good luck. And I was like, <laughs> thanks bud. And, uh, he ended up, he has the R5, which we have on order. I don't know when it's going to be here. I think he this, really likes it. This is what I, this is what I know to be true now, Caleb. Okay. So we went and shop loose him. Yeah. Drew and Dawson show up with reds. Yeah. Caleb touches oh, the red. God, I know where this is going. Next thing we know, I think it was less than a week. <laughs> Reba comes in the mail. He wasn't even going to tell me. He wasn't even going to tell me. He was going to surprise I me. I wasn't going to tell you about the R5 either, and I told you. Yeah. I just can't. I can't. I'm not a good secret keeper. <laughs> I got a thing, guys. Look, <laughs> I got a new thing. So now you go on this trip, and 
The R5 and, made... And you touched the R5. The R5 made more you sense. Touched, you touched the R5. Here we are a week later, and we're about to get an R5. Uh, so no, now... No, he had the R5 on order like a day and a half later. Well, I'm saying we're about to have it in a week. Well, or I don't whenever know it, it comes in, I, mean, I guess. We don't know when it's going to be here. It's on back order. So, I guess the moral of this story is if we need something, just need to get Caleb to touch it, it for like an hour, yeah. and then we'll have it. Honestly, and I hope my wife doesn't <laughs> listen to this, the R5 makes more sense for us than the red does. Um, it, I'll fight you on that because I think the red is probably cooler. Uh, it, oh, it's cooler. No, for sure. I'm not sold on the R5. Mostly because I don't like filming with DSLR style bodies. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to do it for two days earlier this year. Sucked. Hated it. Um, and I, I think that it's going to present issues with the overheating in some environments. And well, I, if there's an environment where overheating would have been an issue, it would have been where we just were. And he said he never had an issue. I mean, it was 95 degrees. I just don't like DSLR style bodies. I, I don't either, but I think with certain projects and certain clients, that's what's called for. I had to film several hunts with Dudley last year just on my 5D Mark IV. I think as a second angle for interviews, yeah, it'll definitely make things much better. Um, as far as photos, I don't think it will. Um, yeah, but about to find out. Yeah, forty forty six megapixels. I think if you had to do both. If you needed to be able to do both of those without switching rigs, then I get it. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be doing video, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Like in a tree stand, I'm taking the FS5, FS7 all day. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. But like you said at lunch, if I'll you're take fa- the if seven literally anywhere except for if the client was like, "Hey, I want 50 percent pictures or 70 right. percent like, pictures." Like we said at lunch, you said with Dudley. Yeah. Dudley loves photos for social media, mm-hmm. and then little product stuff for video, and then whatever part of the hunt you get, you get. That's perfect for that. Yeah. And also, I've said this not having touched the R5, so my opinions could change. But, I mean, I think it's a slick camera. It looks like a sweet camera, and it's got a lot of capabilities inside it of it. It feels, like, dense. <clears throat> like It's it got to f- be dense. Yeah, it feels like it is. 8K, man. 8K. Well, red now has the Komodo, which is a tiny red. Well, that's what – and that's kind of what Austin it's a little, said. It's a little tiny red oh. that, I mean, as itself, because uh, uh, Travis Claver – he sent me a bunch of links on it, and we're talking about it. And the one thing that, again, that I had a problem with is the size of it. It's, I mean, it's probably this big. It's you guys can't see that. I don't. It's very small. Look up the red Komodo. It's a very small. About the size rig. of a softball. Basically, I think it was made for Hollywood to have like a POV cam. Yeah. Um. So without any rigging, it looks like a pain in the butt to run. But like, if you put some rigging on there. I think it could be a super solid running gun red. Yeah. That is going to be a lot lighter than the red that you've got. Um, Don't take much. Uh, and then it's smaller, so the form factor is better for things like running it in the truck or sitting in a ground blind or putting it on a camera arm up a tree. Um, and you still get all of the great stuff with a red. Now, I but I don't. I don't know about that. You have to rig it out. You're yeah. not going to be able to run that. Austin said. Raw. Austin said the biggest thing with the R5. He's like they're they're marketing it as an 8K camera. He's like, in my opinion, this is not an 8K camera. This is a 4K 120 camera. He said, man, this thing in 4K 120 is sexy. 
He said, and I have no intentions. Uh, does the 8K have um, some kind of like... Because I know with some of Sony's 4K rigs, their 4K looks worse than their 1080 because of how they have to either process it or... He said he looked at it and it looked amazing. The 8K? No, he didn't shot anything in 8K. He said he didn't intend on shooting anything in 8K. Yeah, I would never see why anybody would need to shoot 8K. But it's also it's do. also CR3 files, not CR2 files. And you have to have a certain... Um, Video CR3? I don't remember what he said. It's this isn't CR2 is the Canon RAW. That's yeah. the pictures. He said that he was trying to look at some stuff and couldn't because they were CR3 files. He Even had to download a... No, he had to download a uh, some sort of program or some sort of viewer to look at them. I mean, that's the same with the, the FS7. You can't yeah. just look at it. Yeah, so... Your thoughts, your thoughts on not getting to go? Just chill, man. <laughs> Freaking dope. I mean, I just... So you got to ride your bike, huh? Slept in, rode my bike. <laughs> hung out here all by myself. Sleep in a bed by myself every night. You know, that's how I... That, I, get, <laughs> I get to sleep in a bed by myself every night. I thought that, you know, I honestly thought that's how... That's how summer should be here during editing season. It's like kind of chilled and laid back like that. It has but not they, been. But they, it's not been. Not even close. Well, the, the only reason that I had that week is because we're pretty much caught up on edit, so I haven't had a gun to my head to get anything out, and so I was kind of just chilling. Um, you know, I went to the grocery store a couple times, hit up a brewery. Um, you know, I mean, I didn't even care that y'all were in the West filming. If it and, makes you feel better. And Brock. eating all the snacks and – if it makes you, you know, feel better. seeing all the pretty views and all those elk, like, I don't even care. <laughs> Brock even, wanted you there even. over me. If it makes you feel better, he said it to my face. So. Well, I'm going to let y'all close this one out. Y'all finish talking, but I forgot I had to go pick up something that I just got a text from reminding me. So y'all finish this one out. Love you guys. Peace. Well, now that Caleb's gone, I guess we can say whatever we want. I mean, he's not gone yet. We have to wait for him to leave. <laughs> You guys can hear him. He's about to leave the door. Now we can say whatever we want. Now we can say whatever we want. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a pretty chill week. Yeah, I don't know. What I, I do wish I was out there. It was kind of boring. Yeah. I was kind of bored in here. Brock looked at me at the end of the trip. We dropped him off at the airport, and he said, Clay, you did a great job. Tell Caleb to send Ryer next time. Well, Brock and I so have a special that makes bond. You, that makes you feel any better. Brock and I have a special bond. I was, I was the first... You were his first. Well, I think technically Caleb filmed him on a hunt. That's how we ended up connecting with Brock. But I was the first one to film a hunt with Brock. So, I mean, we just have that special connection. It's fine. I get it. Um, I still get the new guy card, and it's fine. I am who I am, which I think helps. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that means. I, I think it's because Brock likes to make fun of me being a ginger with a cross eye. I think that he has a good time with that. So He brought up the cross-eyed ginger Viking skit <laughs> no less than 10 times. Twice a day. Easy. See, his favorite joke from when I was uh, filming with him the first time was we were talking about, you know, alcohol and partying and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I mean, I, I don't really party that much, but, like, I can tell if I'm drunk by how far my eye turns inward like i can tell if i start really seeing double images i know that i need to stop and he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever heard in his whole life 
And so he told that story to everybody who would listen to him until I guess now to where we have the cross-eyed ginger Viking, uh, commercial, which I'll never live down. That's okay. I have that clip of him falling over the fence, falling for 10 minutes over the fence. I'll take it. I, when I sent it to everybody, I just filmed it from my phone on the FS five screen, but I have the clip obviously. So I'm going to edit it all nice and send it out so we can just send it to whenever we want. We need to put that on social media. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's what we need to do more of. We need to start putting more outtakes on the redneck tech. Yes. All the stuff that doesn't make it into the, into the shows. That's funny. An everlasting cutting room floor. Yeah. There's so much footage on the cutting room floor. I think, I think that's the one thing that goes, uh, that you just don't even know how much stuff, how much really good stuff you have to cut and nobody will ever see. And you're like the only person who will ever see all of the cool, funny moments that just never make it into a show because you don't have time, it doesn't fit the story, or cool shots. I mean, there's lots of cool shots that just never make it. Yeah. I'm, And I kind of like the way that I edit, I get to see what I don't use and kind of use that for social media and things like that. Um, I know you and Caleb don't do it that way, but a lot of the projects like Brock's, I mean, I already know what seven or eight clips out of the first day I'm not using. So I can use that for something else and things like that. So, yeah, I've been just really lazy with my own personal social media because I'm always doing the co-creative and the redneck tech social media and um, the red arrow social media. So, well, and most of the stuff that you would put on your social media goes on the Cope Creative and Redneck Tech anyways. Yeah. So, And you can always tell who does these other people's social media because the page, the main page, you'll post it, and then they'll post it five or six hours later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't really like to do that. Yeah, so. I like If I am going to post something that I've already put on another account, I'll wait a little yeah. while. Because, I mean, especially with a lot of the pages, there's a lot of overlap with yeah. who follows each and... I mean, if they already saw it on one, you already right. saw it on one. Exactly. Plus, I think, you know, once you, for me, I guess once you start making content more for clients, um, you kind of have to give up a little bit of that want, to, or want or need to put it on your own social media because you can't for a no. lot of them, you know? Like, there's a lot of things that um, you just, it's theirs. So you take right. the pictures, you send it to them, and it's theirs. Um, and luckily with like Instagram and stuff, I follow all the pages that we make content for. And so I'll recognize a shot two or three months later and be like, oh, okay, I took that. And then I'll share it to my story. Yeah. Well, that's, um, like Black, but, that's like Black Rifle just released that video that Caleb did for Andy on his bull. Yeah. And then I think this is a couple weeks ago or whenever they released it that week, that was the first photo of that bull with Andy that had been on the Cope Creative page or Redneck Tech page ever. Mm-hmm. And he filmed it a year ago, so that just tells people how long we have to wait to post stuff. Oh, yeah. there And, you know, some clients don't want you to post the stuff at all, and some are like, uh, you know, if you if they use it, then it's free game afterwards. Right. It's just everybody depends. And, and there are some pictures like I did on this trip. I had zero intentions of sending to Brock because they didn't really have anything to do with Brock, so I kept them for Redneck Tech, like mm-hmm. pictures of cameras and yeah, sunrises, sunsets, and things like that. But anything with Brock in it, like, yeah, it's all yours, free game. Yeah, so. I just do the stories more than anything else. Yeah. I like doing the stories, and then every once in a while, if I get if I get a really cool picture that I can share, then I will. But any other takeaways from your Western hunt? I'm sorry. You're sorry? I'm sorry. 
That I didn't get to go? Yes. Well, it's not your fault. Because you were originally supposed to go, and I was going to sit here by myself. I know. But. I think maybe I'll just pull rank, and then you, you'll you have to I'm, sit. I'm I'm very impressed you haven't pulled rank at all since I've been here. <laughs> I don't really think there is a rank. I don't feel like I need to pull rank. That seems like a douche canoe move to me, to pull maybe, rank. Maybe, but that's all I got. That's all I've got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. All right, folks. We're terrible at wrapping this up. Yeah, well, Caleb said, hey, we're going to lunch, then we're going to podcast, and he wrote all of his notes, and then he left and closed his computer so we didn't have notes. So <laughs> so, this, so now we're just yeah. here. So here we are, and here we go. Well, I think, I mean, after this week, all three of us are going to be running pretty hard. So Yeah, since uh, we don't have much to do this week, we should try to bust out as many as we can and try to stock them up a little bit. We'll see. Maybe. I'm chilling this week. I'm taking this week to chill. I mean, I've been chilling for a week. I'm not about to ruin the chillness, chill momentum, the chill momentum, chill momentum. That's a word. Hashtag chill momentum right before the season starts. And we run pretty solid for two months. I'm excited though. I'm freaking ready to be done editing. editing. I'm so sick of looking at Premiere Pro right now that I've, I'll literally go anywhere and film anything at this point in time. So I'm stoked. I know Clay's stoked. Um, We will do our best to have podcasts for y'all as much as possible. Um, But like I said, we're getting into the season, so you never know how crazy it gets. I mean, well, a lot of you guys know how crazy it gets, but um, we don't know when we'll have time for podcasts, and when we do, we'll make some. And if not, we'll be trying to keep y'all updated on the Redneck Tech uh, Instagram and the Cope Creative, and then... Of course, we all post stuff on ours, so um, you can see what we're doing in real time over there. So. And, and there's really only so much we can talk about on here before we get repetitive. So yeah. if you guys have questions, send them in, because then we can stockpile them and just do an answer a question podcast. True. Other than just finding something to ramble about. So True. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you all next time. This has been the Redneck Tech Podcast.